Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. Listening to the urban sports scene with Wole and Ray Jeezy, the homie Will T is out, and we are part of Amp Pyre Media at amppyremedia.com. What's going on, Ray Jeezy? All is well. Uh, can you hear me? I okay. can. Right, I was making great, sure. Great, I was making sure I'm, I'm good. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm ready to, I guess, check out these playoff games this weekend. The NFL playoffs has been dope so far. Jacksonville pulled out a just a crazy comeback. Sunshine, my dude, man. And, bro, it's going to be unpredictable. A lot of people like what San Fran's doing, but Dallas, when their defense comes to play, they're scary. So it sucks that we don't have a dog in the fight, bro. We don't, man. (laughs) Commanders have nothing in the fight. Not at all. I'm not a Commanders fan, by the way, but I'm just You know what I mean? I know what you mean, though. You know, we could could be talking about it and adding more listeners about, you know, a positive playoff. Uh, and uh, maybe a positive. I want want to say run because with that team, that quarterback play, you wouldn't get it of run per se, but yeah, man, definitely tough uh, if you're a Commanders fan, but I want to give a shout out, you know, I watch wrestling, you know, Ray, you know this, I watch wrestling. Absolutely. And it was a sad thing I heard yesterday, um, and I know folks, I mean, I got put on to, to homie, this dude, uh, I'm going to say like last year, because I don't watch Ring of Honor, typically I don't watch Ring of Honor or all these other um, other promotions, but you know, uh, a lot of wrestlers know this individual because he's part of the, probably the most, one of the more famous tag teams in the Briscoe brothers, but he passed away yesterday in a car accident in Delaware. Um, and he had, he had they had epic fights, um, epic matches uh, this year. No, it was last year with FTR. Uh, folks had rated it probably tag team match of the year. And you know, Briscoe, um, Jay Briscoe passed away in a car accident. Um, his t- two kids were in the car. Um, I think one. I think they're in critical condition, but I hope they're doing okay. But anybody who watches wrestling, listens to the show, man, just pray for the family, man, because that's tough, man. And from what I read, uh, looks like the there was, another, there was another. It was the other individual involved in a car accident. Uh, that person passed away, but it looks like that person was at fault. So um, it was in the afternoon, so it just sucks, man. So prayers out to Jay Briscoe, man. I wanted to put that out there. You know what I'm saying? We'll talk about, we can talk about sports now. Now we can talk about sports. Absolutely. Right? All right, now sombering mode. Now, now we can talk about right. sports, man. Like you said, though, man, playoffs were dope. Um, basketball's been official. Like, we're getting to that stretch. We're getting to that stretch where teams are playing more serious. We get to see who the, who the champs are, who the teams are. I, I'm, you know me. I'm college basketball all the way. We're getting yeah. closer to March, so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And I was excited initially about Howard's win over Norfolk, but now I'm not. After seeing how Norfolk lost, I don't like – the fact that you call a technical at on a game winning bucket that is ridiculous. Oh, you saw it. Okay, so I thought you were ridiculous. I thought you watched it. That's how he, that's how he lost. It. That's how. Yep. Uh, Joe Bryant, a former guest at Urban Sports Scene, uh, hit yeah, a game winning uh-huh. layup, and Norfolk's bench was given a tech for excessive celebration. Are you serious? And then Howard went to the line, knocked down two free throws, and ended the game. Coach Coach Jones was so pissed afterwards. He was like, "Find me, do what you want. I don't care. This is horrible." That is. And horrible. I you just lose the game that way. I, again, I never, I never thought that that was possible, and I just feel like when you have a top dog like Norfolk, mm-hmm. and they're at home and they're playing a back and forth affair, it's it's heated. I mean, back and forth. The game's at Howard, right? Nah, it's in Norfolk. Norfolk. Oh. And and and, and oh, okay. the trash talk was real. What you love, man? I love the rivalries coming back. Yeah. Howard and Norfolk got a rivalry. You can go on YouTube and look at their fight at Bird three years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it's been brewing for a while. It's a real one. And they were going back and forth. I mean, it it was heated. Mm. Chris Bankston dunked on, I mean, two people on Howard. I can't remember. Yeah, he caught caught two bodies. He always does. He catches bodies, bro. But anyway, I I don't want to talk too much about it, but I'm just excited about college basketball, MEAC basketball especially, Mm -hmm. and that was a great game. I don't like the way it ended, and Norfolk, to me, is still the top dog until somebody, like, legitimately knocked them off. Mm -hmm. Central, Morgan, they're going to have their shots coming up. 
That sucks, man. For real. Because you and me, that's already filled. <laughs> in that first try. Hey, so they'll get hey, him at home. They'll hey, they'll, 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 they'll get him at home. We'll get him in Princess Anne, and we'll see if we can have a different outcome. About to say, because we got a chance. We got a chance. We got a legitimate chance, though, man. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Pyramid hosts multiple DMV uh, sports podcast shows, such as the John Kime Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders insider John Kime, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. And you can subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. And check out the Urban Sports Scene on Podcast DC, the local app with hundreds of options in news and health right here in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Empire shows as well as other great content on Empire Media. And also tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Then check out our weekly NFL picks against the Football Garbage Time. Their website is www.footballgarbagetime.com. It is part of the annual Urban Sports Team versus Football Garbage Time Challenge, which has been fun. Hakun Wong, your lead is slipping away, bro. You you, you out there tweeting, but you got to be careful. One of your folks is catching you. I think I don't even know how my squad is doing. In, uh, wait, I mean, I, I thought the, the playoffs – yeah, we still does pick it games. count? Yeah, it does. Oh. So that well, because that, that's what Hakun said last year. Oh. Will T was ahead, and he's like, "Hold up, pump the brakes. It ain't <laughs> over yet." Um, but now he's only got a two-game lead, and uh, it's, these playoffs are unpredictable, as we discussed. Also, I forgot to mention: check out the Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Just search oh. Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. All right, let's get into it, man. Let's get into our tradition: the pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about reports that the Washington Commanders will make Sam Howe. Their starter, uh, starting quarterback next season at 8:20, will debate whether Washington Wizards, whether the Washington, whether the Washington Wizards should trade, I mean, forward Kyle Kuzma. And finally, as part of our HBCU corner segment, we'll play our interview with Howard University's women's basketball coach Ty Grace. We interviewed uh, Coach Grace a couple weeks ago, like I know, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah we did. That's cool. I'm gonna make sure everybody when she, they hear it, they know. Such a dope coach. She now they dope. ran into Norfolk too. Woo. Oh, can I can I tell you about that thing? <laughs> I saw I saw the score. Can I tell you about that team over, dude? They dangerous. <laughs> that girls team is dangerous. You know, I'm trying to get them. I'm trying they to get them. They are. Them. They need the right matchup in March Madness, though, because they got they, be, can, they got beat by 50 earlier this year. Hey, that's the, if you win the way I look at, the way I look at teams. Hey, when you winning that well, that there's a there's an added bo- bo- boost of confidence. I covered Lady Terps for for round ball, and I think if Norfolk were to draw them first round, Norfolk would give them problems. So it's the right matchup. It's the right right matchup. I will say this. Let's not take credit. Their record is amazing. It is, man. And they are hooping. They're hooping, bro. They're a legit contender regardless of school, demographic, whatever you want to call it. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right, man. Uh, it's been reported that the commanders are telling offensive coordinator, um, coordinating candidate, candidate, excuse me, that uh, quarterback Sam Howell will be the starting quarterback next season. Uh, Ray, do you just, do you agree with that decision? Yes, I think it's a change of course, Wole. Mm-hmm. The last two seasons you picked up questionable veterans because you thought, I have a good defense, we can run the football, yep. we got good receivers. All we need is to get somebody who can be safe with the ball and have a big arm. And that didn't work out because of injuries and because – Offensive line, play call, and there was a number of factors. Mm-hmm. So now Coach Rivera seems to be changing course to say, let me let this young rookie – oh, no, he's not a rookie anymore. I'm sorry. Let, second, let me let my second-year second quarterback player, yeah. to give him though, opportunity, talk, and, though, and he has a ton of talent. But in essence, though, isn't that a, a one game – it is like you're still a rookie. Well, sure. To a, ter- to a certain extent. I, I yeah. agree with that. I just, you know, misspoke, of course. But no, but yeah, I know you, I'm saying I, you're I, right, I think it's a change, of course, as opposed to if they sign, like, say, Derek Carr. Yeah. No offense to Derek Carr, but that would be, to me, the same method. Yes. And what, like you say, Agreed. insanity. Yes. You're doing the same thing over Agreed. and over again. So we all believe Sam Howe was a steal yeah. where he was drafted. Go ahead. Give him an opportunity. And whoever you're going to hire, run the football. Yes. Hire a run-first guy, which is why you're interested in one of Atlanta's guys. Yeah, I don't. I, Quarterbacks coach. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm but. sure. Um, <laughs> I, I thought about Chris O'Hara. Remember I said that? Yeah. Um, because he, he's been in the building before. Yeah. But he wouldn't be a run first guy. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. I believe you got to hire somebody who's going to develop balance. And um, Charles London just might be that guy. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Charles London. But um, but for me, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you, Ray, uh, in terms of – like going this route, I think this route is the best route, and, and it all comes. It stems from. It stems from if if your idea is going to be run the football, play solid defense, 
You might as well. You can do that with a, a, a young quarterback. You, we've seen it over the years. That's what gets me. Like we've seen it from mul- from multiple teams. I, I mentioned this. We've seen it from Ben Roethlisberger. His rookie years, they ran the football play Flacco. defense. Flacco. Um, shoot. Um, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Like it's it has worked. It is a winning. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great real. example. Tom Brady. Like. It is a winning formula if you're trying to put a young quarterback out there to play and win football games. It has won, it has done well. And to be honest with you, teams have won Super Bowls. Teams have gotten to the Super Bowl off of that alone. So you got a quarterback to me compared to the other quarterbacks that we talked about in Taylor Heineke and, Car- and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was a ve- is a veteran quarterback who has lost his way. Um, Taylor Heineke is a, is a, has all heart, but is limited physically. You have a young a young guy who is mobile, has an arm, you know, seems like he's a guy that plays for the moment. He he plays, he's competitive. Like if you watch him, you watch him preseason, you watch him against the Cowboys, he's 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 ultra competitive. And if you run the football, play solid defense behind that, he can win you some football games. You won eight, you went eight, eight and one with with quarterbacks that rated 32 in PFF. Like so. Just saying, like, dog, like, you can win with this guy. Can I tell you my thought process? Ahead, and I mentioned this to you guys, plus Lake on a show, was that two weeks ago? Yeah, probably so. <laughs> or was that, that wasn't last week. It no, must two been, weeks ago. You're right. Like okay, two, two, weeks ago. two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Because I was, I was at, at Capital One last Wednesday. So yes, I told Lake, I said, if he fails, Caleb Williams that's, is coming exactly. out. Exactly. So that's it's a, a win-win. Yeah. And most likely Rivera will not be his coach. Yes. But that's perfect. That's perfect. You get a fresh start with a star rookie quarterback who's from D.C. I agree, right. And you'll get just a brand-new star, new owner, new coach, new quarterback. Yeah, that would be dope. Oh, I'm not rooting for Sam Howell to foul, fail because I believe he's talented. And, again, he's, he was a steal where you took him in the draft. I thought he was a second-rounder. Yeah, so, some people had him first. Sam Howe is probably going to do well, mm-hmm. and he's got the receiving core to do it, which yes. is dope, and the running game. Yeah. Yo, Washington, it's I up. understand it's the, it's the organization. That's the problem. But yeah. in terms of the roster, that's an attractive position to it me, is, that man. OC position. And to your point, though, you don't need to do what you've been doing before. Like, I like, for instance, I like Derek Carr. I actually do like Derek Carr. I think he's good. I think he's good. Yeah. I think a lot of people hate on Derek Carr, but I don't think it works here. It just doesn't work here in terms of what you're trying to build. If you're trying, like Ray, if you're trying to, like what Ray always says this, if you want to have sustainable success, right? right Derek Carr, his his cap hit's going to still be a hit. You got a rookie quarterback right here. We've been talking about signing Payne, you know, uh, Montez Sweat's contracts, uh, Cam Curl, all these dudes that you value. You could keep them in, you keep them in the building if you play Sam Howell and he plays well. So, like, this is an opportunity to have sustainable, sustainable success. You know what I mean? Man, I wish Atlanta could get Sean Payton and Arthur Smith would come to Washington to be the OC because he would be perfect here as an elf as a coordinator. With Brian Robinson and these receivers and a young quarterback, I think he would thrive. Um, just <laughs> from a head coach perspective, it's it's a lot more difficult to manage an entire team. So yeah. that that's just me throwing out some comments. But in all seriousness, that Cowboys game could be indicative of what Sam Howell might be yes. next season. Exactly. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> winnable. it's winnable. It's better than what you've seen with, other, with, with your other quarterbacks. All right, so, Ray, in hindsight, we mentioned the Cowboys game. In hindsight, mm-hmm. did, did Washington wait a little too long to play Sam Howell? Or do you think they, they made the right move? I would have started him in San Fran. Okay. Because most of us, including yourself, mm-hmm. What you don't typically do, you don't pick them to lose, but you're like, they're losing this week. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitive. Yeah. You, you, you knew that they were going to take an L. Yeah. I think the world did. Everybody knew Heineke's ceiling. Yes. We saw Carson Wentz. You were already starting to teeter on not being in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think I would insert him right then and there. And also, that it, it causes your opponent to have difficulty game planning. Mm-hmm. I said that about Heineke when he got that start against Tampa. I said, yeah. start Heineke. I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex Smith was banged up. Yeah, you said, the you Eagles said. let you win. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah they did. Um, no, nobody argued that. No, no, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just I'm talking to the people out okay, there. Okay. The Eagles let you win. And I'm like, all right. To start against Tampa, Tom Brady, they come to town. You got a home playoff game. I'm throwing Heineke in. Because they're not going to know how to game plan for him. And it dang near pulled. Dang, it dang near worked. And they almost pulled it off. So I would have put that San Fran defense in a position where they didn't know what was coming because you knew what was coming with Heineke. Yes, it was so predictable, and oh that's what the players complained about. Finally, they finally complained. All that talk about we love Heineke. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, no, they complained about Turner. 
Yeah. Oh, and, sorry, a, and a predictability. Right. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> yes. Now that's me. Who's they complained about a predictability. About time they complained about Scott because Turner. Too. They did not complain about about Heineken because again they loved the they way he played. And then yeah. Terry, your best receiver, got the ball. Yeah, exactly. That's why he didn't complain. He but Scott Turner was was the one that caught the ire of the rest of the yes. team because Coach Rivera is like, all right, let me let me talk to you guys. Like I need to know what's going on. Plus, he had to save his job. Deservedly so too. They should be complaining. They should have complained about him. I would have started in San Fran game. That was my answer. I long with it, baby. I'm a bad. Oh, George is on here out here on, on our chat. He says, out of all the realistic names, Pat Shermer is the best one. Talking about offensive coordinators. Yeah, Pat Shermer. Uh, Pat Shermer has a huge playbook. Yeah, I don't, don't want to overcomplicate over things for Sam Howell. <laughs> yeah, but he's like the – I don't know. Pat Shermer is iffy to me. I'm with you on that. He's iffy. All right, so we put the poll out there in terms of did Washington wait too long to play Sam Howell? And it's – out of 412 people, uh, 74% has yes, said yes, mm-hmm. and 26% said no. Mm. So they would like they would have liked them out there. I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised actually. I'm actually, I actually I do agree with it. Um, in terms of comments, um, Justin commented and said they were in the playoff hunt until they started them. How many rookies have come in and made a playoff push successfully? The list is short. Tom Brady. But it's the way you play football. I guess that's my thing. It's the way you – if you're asking for him to throw the ball like 40, 50 times, you're going to lose. I feel like you were trending downward. Uh, yes. Me personally. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Yes, like, you were you were in the playoff race, but you were trending downward, and it was an almost insurmountable task right. to go to San Francisco, see what you got. And uh, that's just my thought. Yusef Khan says, I agree. I still think if he played earlier in – he wouldn't have played as well. He played well against Dallas, and he looked like he could be the guy. But we'll see what happens. Um, my man Super Sean said he said. Uh, wait, wait. He. Sorry, hold on. That's the wrong one. Actually, I'm not gonna read that one. All right. District uh, District Dinger said there was absolutely no reason not to start him when they were torn between Heineke and Wentz. The ceiling was so obvious with both quarterbacks. When, mm. when Wentz got hurt week five or whatever, he should have he should have been given the opportunity. Worst thing that happens was he sucked. Great minds think alike. You know what I mean? So, I'm trying to say no, but... I, I, except for the suck part. Like I said, I don't, I, I'm not with insulting yeah. professional athletes who I know are in a in position to yeah. play, play this game at a high level. But at the same time... That's what I was mentioning is you knew what you had. And Why not try to figure out what you got with your, your young quarterback? Chase, not Chase Young, says definitely should have played him in the Texans game. Mm, even that, going going back that far. I see. That's a, that's a see, game that, of confidence, that, though. That, you know that's, what I'm a, that's important because even in, even in the W's, the Texans, the Falcons, some of these games where you won, but you, you, you often still struggled. Mm. So I, I'm okay with I that. I got part. a real good one right here. Okay. Uh, Commanders, D.C., they did because this because this team was not a quality team. Sure, might have squeaked into uh, squeaked into the playoffs, but it, it wasn't winning anything. They was wait, they wasn't winning anything. Instead, lost out lost draft spots and have no idea if Hi- if Howell can play quarterback one. So he's basically saying he should have played should have played him earlier. Like, what were you if you got into the playoffs? What would it have meant? You know, what I mean? you would have squeaked in. What would you have done anyway? Here's why I think Coach Rivera did not play. Him earlier, you started out so bad, and pretty much we all wrote the team off, and then they turned it around. So he knew what this group was capable of in terms of making a turnaround. So he wasn't going to throw Howell out there at that point. But again, what happened? Same outcome. Yeah. So that's that that, yeah. that coach Rivera's been experiencing since he's been a head coach. I guess, I guess in terms of the last comment, uh, Commanders DC. Th- that's my point. Yeah. To me, it's like that's why I wanted to play him so early. Like I would have played him in Texans. I would play him after the Minnesota game because, to me, I would, the reason why I would play him because if you got to the postseason with, the, with those quarterbacks that you're referring to, what were you going to do in the postseason? Like, really, real talk, what were you going to do? Were you going to beat any of those other teams? You're better off playing a rookie who to, couldn't have been as bad as the other quarterbacks, the real talk. And if he was, okay, you got a good drive spot. But this team wasn't – and the whole thing that will, will Rivera lose his job, I already told folks already off day one, because of the ownership situation, because – what was going on? There is no way he was losing his job. He was safe for this one year. You know what I mean? So, to me, like, yeah, he should have played Sam Howell. See what you've gotten, and then all right, you if you if you get past if you get if you, he if you look if he looks good, you may have a run. You may be able to make a run in the postseason. If he doesn't, you know you have you know you have a plan for the, for the upcoming season. So, I would have played to do earlier, man. I really would have. But it is what it is. Thanks for the uh, Twitter responses, mm-hmm. man. We appreciate it. All right. We, 
with folks making, uh, well, folks clamoring, excuse me, uh, for Kyle Kuzma to make the All-Star team, Ray, do you think it's the right time for the Wizards to consider trading Kyle Kuzma? Don't talk about that yet. We'll talk about it after the break. <laughs> You're listening to the Urban Sports Say for I just yiddig deuces. Media.com, the homie Will T is out. All right, Washington Wizards forward Kyle Kuzma has been one of the bright spots for the team. Uh, there has been real chatter about him making the all-star team. His stock is extra high right now. Ray, I asked you this question before the break, but do you th- think the Wizards should consider trading Kyle Kuzma right now? Absolutely, you have to mm. because you can't let him walk for, for nothing. There are teams that want that expiring contract. Mm. There are some teams, of course, like the Lakers are – are reportedly interested in getting him back. Oh, really? I yeah, like and to me that gives you leverage, and you need mm-hmm. you need draft picks. Mm-hmm. So, I would I would be open to all offers at this point. There were there were uh, some reports that Kyle Kuzma could land in Dallas. Um, the problem is Kyle Kuzma is not necessarily telling teams what his long term future holds. Yeah. Meaning, we don't want to give up too much. And then he walk. Yeah. So we're going to have to give you an offer that is going to benefit our team, meaning the Wizards won't get good value back. Mm-hmm. And that's where the stalemate is right now. However, if you're Tommy Shepard, you're going to have to pull the trigger. The problem is, from what I heard, um, Tommy Shepard is not currently talking to teams about Kyle Kuzma, but he really? is about Rui Hachimura. I, oh. So that came out this morning. Mm-hmm. He Rui's been on the trade block. Oh, but, I know that. I know, but, but, I know now, that. but now... But he's, it's like they've been actively really trying to trade Right, him, and... Uh, it's it's a couple suitors that don't look like they're good fits for Rui. Let me look at this real quick because I just saw it earlier. What did he try to turn to the Suns? That was that was a while ago though. Um, I'm I'm looking. Let me see because he, hmm. I know, I, it's 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 all teams in the West though. I'll say that as yeah. I as I'm looking at this. Well, I got. Let um, me read this Facebook. Okay, so so yeah, so so Golden State, Wiseman, and oh, you gotta take that Wiseman and a second rounder for for that. Rui, you possibly. Take you gotta take that Wiseman's. That you gotta take that. That's a star. I'm sorry. The, the wars are messing him up. I'm gonna keep that above. I'm just this now. These are rumors though. Okay, nothing confirmed. If that's real, they got to they got to take that. I'm not going. But people don't, people feel like Rui wouldn't be a good fit on Golden State just by the way. Uh, the, the way they play basketball, I think he would. He could replace Draymond eventually. Because he's a, he's a he's a he's a he can pass. I don't think people rock, remember watching. If you watch Rui and Gonzaga, you should watch Rui and Gonzaga. You get a good idea of what Man, Rui, how he would. Rui's fit. been balling how this year he, too. But I'm just saying how he fits. That Warriors, that Warriors team. Like you would be surprised. If you watch Wuru and Gazaga, his his skill, his decision making, his play at the high post, the stuff that Draymond does, Rui can do that. In terms of passing the ball, pass finding stuff, Rui can do that. I see, Draymond's not coming back next season. That's what I'm saying. Like he Rui can do that. So that might be a good look. Rui can do that. Might but, be a good look. All right, well, Dandy, in terms of Kuz, Dandy said definitely trade him for the be- uh for the best value you can get. I think he has best return of all potential free agents, in my opinion. Absolutely. You, again, you need the draft picks because we're talking about you might land in that lottery p- position. Mm-hmm. And we know the number one pick this year is one of the rare ones that come around. Yes. So you want as many opportunities or ping pong balls, whatever you want to call it, to be able to get a guy that is once in a generation and Victor um, Wimbayama. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm looking now at um, the Dallas Mavericks roster. Uh-huh. And I think Jaden Hardy is the name that's been thrown out there. That the Wizards will receive along with the draft pick. Hardy? If they, yeah. If they, oh, I know. I'm not familiar with that kid. I'm going to lie to you. If they send, now see, he played, Jaden Hardy, I believe, played on the the 
G League Ignite last year. You know, usually guys that play on that team, yeah, 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 they, yeah. they're going to the NBA. Uh. And um, he has been a solid player, but, of course, he's not exactly who. I wouldn't say that. I mean. That's a second rounder. Yeah. Um, but he's got a – I mean, he's 20 years old, got a ton of upside. He gets playing time. If, if you're talking about – I wouldn't. If we're talking about really – I'm just if, – if, if, if Wiseman is really on the table – if that is the truth. Well, that's, that's Rui, though. That's a different trade. Oh, you're talking about for Kuz. Yeah. So when Kuz can Kuz, Kuz give you Kuz, Wiseman? Because the, the – ooh, I, that's a good question. But I, Wow, I would not want to send Kuz to Golden State. I send him to Golden State. I'm, <laughs> no, no, no if, I'm, if I'm getting Wiseman, oh. I don't care about – like, let the Golden State – the Golden State do what they do. And honestly, Kuz, to be, I'm going to keep it a buck. Kuzma brand of basket – wait, wait, wait. For Golden State or for who? Hmm? You're saying for Golden State, right? You think they'll make them nastier, right? Oh, they got Kuz. Heck yeah. Just like Porter, Auto Porter fit I right agree, in. I agree, but no what? But it's different though. This is the thing. Or Auto plays a role, and he's cool playing a role. You don't Auto think, don't gun. You don't think Kuz could Kuzma do it? guns. Cool, but he did in the bubble season. He they had to control him. He still was trying to. <laughs> no, I'm being real. Like they they like all right, so they would take him out when he started gunning. Like don't get it twisted. Like he played smarter, but he also was ready to gun. And also to, to your point though, Ray, I'm not sure he's in the. I don't know if he would commit to to Golden State. You know what I'm saying? Like he has now tasted the whole the fruit of being the guy, like being or being number two. Yeah, but the problem is with Kuz is from what I'm hearing is if he's going to go somewhere, yeah, his preference is to go to a contender. He wants to compete for a chip. Yeah, so he's not going to go to a team that's trying. Like for example, Atlanta is the one that everybody's talking about because that's Atlanta wants to break up their squad, send John Collins here, but that's Wizards fit. fans don't want John Collins. So well, I don't know why they wouldn't. I like John Collins. I think he's mis- I think he's been misused think, in Atlanta. Think they misusing him in Atlanta. Um, and then you're trading him to somebody who you might have to potentially see down the road. Um, but in terms of then why then, then, then dude, if you scared, then why would you tr- want to trade him? If you that scared of it, scared of it, like then resign him. That's what I'm saying. Like if you that scared to lose Kuzma. Look, man, I've I've seen like he's back to watching him play without Bill. He's He's darn near the Kuzma of what that was with uh, Brandon Ingram. That because he take he takes the shots he wants. Listen takes to this. Listen shots. to this. This is from the Bleacher Report. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I let me see if I can shout out the exact Adam Wells. Okay. The Bleacher Report said this quote: Sharnia, you know Shams. Shams. Yeah, and Robbins noted multiple teams have shown interest in Kuzma, but moving Hachimura would give the Wizards more financial flexibility to potentially re-sign Kuzma and Porzingis this summer. Yeah. This is why Tommy Shepard... Porzingis is a free agent too? Yeah. God. So this is why... <laughs> so, so this is why... I know Porzingis is a free So this is why... But let me... He, he might... I think he might be restricted, but I don't know. All right. Um, however, this is why Tommy Shepard is trying to find a place for Rui because yeah. he wants to try to keep Kyle Kuzma. The problem is Kyle Kuzma don't want to stay in D.C., period. He doesn't. Oh, he do cute Kuz don't want to? That's what I heard, man. I heard I, I mean, thought he and, and, why why is he I thought he was John. I heard he doesn't, but the money might be something that will keep him just like bread. The mm. money kept the money's what kept him. And he does like he does like the area. Yeah, he likes living say, yeah. he likes living here. I so. Oh. Um so you might be able to potentially woo him with dollars because like you just mentioned, he now feels like I've shown I can be the guy, let me get the yeah, bag. Yeah. He wants to be paid like a top guy. Tommy Shepard is saying, Let me get Rui out of here and I can pay you like a top guy, but I gotta get the right pieces back. Hey, George said, trading Rui instead of Kuzma would make this front office the worst <laughs> in the NBA. Hey, George, I'm not disagreeing. We just, we're, we're sharing what's out there, yeah, my friend. Dude, we, we are, I'm man. not disagreeing at all. A lot of people saying the same thing. Like, Tommy Shepard is Ernie Grunfeld. They call him, my, my man, Coach Fly, calls him Tommy Grunfeld because I, he feels I, like they make similar decisions. I think they do. <laughs> Although, they do. see, again, the problem is both of them get passes. Why? John Wall and that team, they succeeded for years. Yes. Again, if he doesn't get hurt that one year with Paul Pierce on the I'm roster, sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Ernie Grunfeld did a good job. He put the right coach in place. They would they would D and up. In this in this case, you unloaded John Wall's contract. You see how that worked out for Houston, mm-hmm. and you flip Russ for look at Kuzma. He's balling. I mean, yeah. he's done some interesting things yes. that say, okay, let's give him another chance because it's Taylor Leonsis we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He maneuvered. He I'm not maneuvered. I'm not advocating for Tommy Shepard. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. I'm just telling you, in a way, he's kind of earned the right to to have some more time to make some good moves. All right, so the poll we got out there in terms of, you know, should they trade Kyle Kuzma, uh, 60% has said yes, gotcha. 40% said no. Um, I mean, he's, he's, he's been great this season. I was there last week, he had that game win, it was dope. 
Yeah, he's clutch. He's always had that kind of gene, though. That I will say. He, he got the, that. He got the it factor. I love it. But th- that's also what makes him like tough to watch sometimes because he if you're not Steph, if you're not Steph, you can't take bad shots. <laughs> Bro, you can't take fallaway threes <laughs> if you're not exactly. Steph. Exactly. <laughs> he does a lot. That's my point. He does a lot of that stuff. That's yeah. what I'm like. Like that's what I'm saying. Like the Golden State thing. Like Golden State brings in a certain a certain type of player. They don't really bring in gunners like that unless you. Are a great shooter, like you're an elite shooter, like Jordan Poole, and that's their homegrown dude. That's an elite shooter. I guess they don't. Bring I think, in you don't dudes. think Kirk can rein him in like he did Wiggins? Because Wiggins kind of Wiggins was never. Wiggins was never don't want to He wasn't cool. He don't want to. He don't want to shoot. Wiggins was forced to shoot, but he was a primary option. But he was, like he was. Ne- he was forced okay, to. Okay, I get it. You know I get what I'm it, saying? It, like Kuz is. Kuz believes he's that guy. I love that. No, I'm not knocking it, but they don't ever like. They typically don't like bringing them dudes, and st- they don't typically stay. They ain't the staying dudes. Jordan Poole, shout out to him, by the way, for, for showing up at Howard when Howard beat the, breaks off Morehouse. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's kind of developed into that guy that he's so confident that he kind of guns. But I guess he's given the reins because he's earned it. Because he's a homegrown dude, too. Because okay. they drafted him. Like right. I feel like when Steph, and plus when Steph was out, he was the dude. Like when Steph was out, he was, they were like, they were sorry. He was taking shots. Sure. He, he was getting ready for that mode. Like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing to get me. Like, I'm not sure when I when it when it comes to my bad. I'm trying to post this thing. Uh, uh, you good? I know you. Could, yeah, actually, I'm trying to post it. I got it. actually was posted. It already posted. That's why. Nah, I mean like. Hey George, are you still listening? By the way, because ahead, we're going to be transitioning to HBCU corner soon. And George, I need you to I need you to be part of this because that 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 that, that, you that YouTube oh, that YouTube yeah. video I watched a couple weeks back, and you yeah. broke down if the Miak were this band where everybody would go. It made so much sense. I actually felt good about okay if the Miak doesn't make it, the, every 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 school will be okay. Although <laughs> I love Sonya Stills and I want her to succeed. Oh, yeah, um, definitely but want her to succeed. looking at some recent reports, it's almost impossible unless you get some football schools up in there, and that's the hard part right now. I think you George, need some D two schools to move George, up. Yeah, George, I'm here. George, I'm here. George, yeah, George, we got we got to have that discussion and. We got to put it out there because the MIAC community, to me, is a little smaller, too, on social media. The SWAT community is, is kind of overwhelming, even though we own a celebration bowl. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> but, no, no. And see, A&T used to be in the MIAC. If we had A&T, we'd be all right. But, yeah. But other than that. Because all the schools are leftists. Right. Look, look. Asaias Guthrie left. He left Everybody's leaving the Miak. We got. They got to do it. We, they, we, they maybe got maybe we need it. a Miak pod, uh, George. Yeah. We'll have to figure something look, out. They left. They, look, swag folks leave. Too. Anyway, the homie could left. be a good segue unless unless you got some more cool talk because at this point, I mean, we only got like at this got point, like Tommy Shepard doesn't want to give him up. He wants to trade Rui and see if he can hold on to Kuz without the the guarantee that Kuz is going to stay here. That yeah, is I think we're idiotic to me. I think we're from us down Kuz. I think Kuz is like one. Kuz is he should be. I mean, let's be real. Kuz should be traded. Yep. And really, to be honest with you, Bradley Bill should have been traded too. But I'm just saying, like that should have been happened. Like Bradley Bill should have been traded before Kuz. To be honest with you, could have got a lot of you could have got a lot of picks. Could have been set up for next year. You could tra- you you Man. should you should blow this whole thing up. That's another thing. You should really blow this whole thing up. Um, again, one name that's that's still been dangling out there because of his play recently is Ben Simmons, and I haven't given up on him yet. You, you know I love Ben. Yeah, I haven't uh, given up on no, him. No, yet. no, no. But I'm saying this right. I'm about to give up on this dude. He's frustrating. He is very Listen, as somebody who has a mental block right now in basketball, I can relate to what he's going through. <laughs> hey, yo, we going, hey, segue. I'm so wanna, serious. <laughs> you want to talk about That's why I wear a mouthpiece. Hey, yo, you want to talk about some HBC stuff, dog? <laughs> so serious. No, I wear a mouthpiece because my hey, mouth. Yo, hey, but, hey, hey, George said, I'm, I'm with you, Ray, on Ben Simmons. George is with you, dog. Right, don't get – we hey, listen, I, I grew up here. George, you grew up in this area or you grew up watching the Bullets. Tom Hammonds, Lidell Eccles, man, we, we got time to figure it out. <laughs> Tom Hammonds was our star one, but never nervous. Bruh, we got time to figure it out. Never nervous, Purvis Ellison, dude. I thought he was like. We got time. I, to I figure, thought that dude stop. was like. That. Even, no, he was a good player. No, don't. I'm, I'm just saying. saying I'm just saying. We. They, I thought Mike, Michael Abs was an all star. He year. he made it one year yeah, no, as I a replacement. Don't. What's the replacement that year? He's a replacement. Uh, That's he, why he got I, in. I know he's the hit threes, dude. Michael with that little double. Oh, that punch. little double pump, <laughs> son. <laughs> that, again. Phil Chenier, if you want to hey, come on, please. We would love to talk to you about the Bullets history will, before, will, before, 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 no, 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 not before. before no, no, after the move from Baltimore, because the Baltimore Bullets, I oh. talked about them on the round bar before recently. They were amazing, oh. but the, the Washington Bullets, yeah, we we had some tough years, and, and so yeah, we got we, we we should be patient, fans. George, yes, I'm from Fairfax County. I remember the. Hot Plate Williams and Kevin <laughs> Duckworth. You the man, you the <laughs> man. That's, That's the, the reason, reason I'm a Bullets fan. fan. Perfect segue. 
<laughs> but no, you said you want to talk a little bit about the uh, some HBCU stuff. We're going to break oh, at, eight, oh. at 838 anyway. Like oh, okay, minutes. sweet. No, no, no. Well, not really. I was just talking about the realignment. Did you watch? You, you ain't watched George's video yet. I didn't get to. Oh, terrible. Terrible, terrible. Terrible support. George, I apologize. And, I and, and George shows the show so much love, man. We, I did. I, I appreciate I, I, No, I, I subscribed. I, 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 know, I know you subscribe. I'm, I'm, I've been on road in sports. Though. I've been watching since since World Cup talk, which was which was dope. By I've been, the way, no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't on standby. If I was a betting man, George would have made me some money for the World Cup, but for I'm real? not. Just like last week, I, I did so all. good in the playoffs. George got some vicious like like. My wife was like, "How does DraftKings work?" He has great. George <laughs> has great graphics. <laughs> His green here. screen thing is kind of tight. You got to oh. like I seen. I've oh, been watching some of stuff. It's, it's amazing. Dope. It's dope. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing um, production. It is. But really. George, the way he broke it down, okay, so we went to Maryland Eastern Shore, so we'll, we'll discuss them. He talked about Maryland Eastern Shore and Coppin with no football joining the America East. Because we're, we're like uh, the Vermonts and the Hartfords yeah. of the world who also don't have football. It's a perfect There's position, and, and they already have a Maryland school yeah, yeah. In, in their conference. Yeah. I mean, it just made sense to me. I'm like, okay. So I think we should have football. And, 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 and George, Coach Crafton liked he did. When I re- when I when I retweeted and I and I basically I quote tweeted, yeah, he, he liked, liked it. it because he's all about advancement. Yeah, he's not like loyal to the MIAC. He's loyal to getting the job done. Yeah, and I just think what you came up with is something that could be groundbreaking. Like I said, my heart is with Commissioner Stills. Although, based on what I heard, she would still have a job somewhere if she were to yeah, not be, have the MIAC as a, she as would a conversation. She be in the, the merge of whatever. Maybe emerge. I think the best case be emerge. The, the SWAC would would benefit from gaining South Carolina State. I'll say that much. Yes, they would. You know what I mean? Yeah, they would. If you look at what the yeah, but that, that's not the way happen. you broke it down, George. So like that's why you got to come on. Maybe that could just be an HBCU corner. I still segment. want. I still. I still like the idea of just merging them all and having that big deal. that power conference. Yeah, I think that's the um, great, the best from thing. a financial perspective that would be dope, and maybe that would force the MEAC schools to step up yeah. in terms of attendance and all that yes, football games. I'm serious. Um, I think that'd be the best thing. Morgan, just because they have that Howard type of reputation, they are a hot commodity regardless yeah. of, of sports. Yes. Um, they had the balls to say no to Ari when he was like, hey, I'll come there. G- give me total control. I'll bring Ray Lewis with me too. And they were like, uh, no, we're Morgan State, bro. And I, I appreciate that. So I know you would. <laughs> so I'm just saying. No, no, no. Our schools have value. I, I just want to say that. And I and I hope that, that we that we treat it as such. And we know there's some bumps in the road, but yeah. hey, we, we're on our way. And that's what I'm talking about. Progress, not yeah. perfection. So George, we got we gotta set it up, my friend. And it will happen. We'll go down. That's real talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, it will go down. We're going to make that happen. Now, I also want to apologize. We're getting ready to play this interview. Yeah. And we were up here just in awe over Norfolk State's women's team. <laughs> and nah, but it happened though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one thing we can't do. It Ty happened. Grace is a dope sister though, yeah, man. She is dope. She ma- is dope. Amazing coach. And, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, as, as Ray mentioned, it's part of our HBCU <laughs> quarter segment. We'll play our interview with now, excuse me, with Howard University's women's basketball coach, uh, Ty Grace. Um, like Ray mentioned also, like, she's dope. She's one of the best coaches in all of the MEAC. Probably, if you look at her MEAC record, you'll know it is what it is. She, she just she got it like that for real. I'm not going to talk about that last game because it is what it is, but <laughs> she a beast, though. Well, anyway, you'll listen to this interview after the break. you listen to the Urban Sports saying, for I just, you dig, deuces. Straight out of ATL. Got young one chopping that thing, baby. Swiss beats, full surface. Come on. Then I'm kicking her out I spit 
to your wife, then we robbing your house. Not you are listening to the urban sports scene on empire media at empiremedia.com and Family, it's now time for the ever-so-dope HBCU Corner segment. And we have a special guest joining us today that boasts a basketball resume that spans over two decades. Our guest was a hoop standout for the University of New Haven, where she amassed over 1,000 points and 1,000 rebounds, including 47 double-doubles over her four-year playing career, which resulted in a 2010 induction to the New Haven Athletics Hall of Fame. Our guest's former coaching career began in 1998, where she served as a graduate assistant at the University of Hartford. And this experience will propel our guests to major success. That includes serving as an assistant coach at Fairleigh Dickinson, the United States Military Academy, as well as a top assistant coach and recruiting director at Seton Hall University. Our guest has also been a successful head coach that includes leading her alma mater, New Haven, to a 44-16 and 16 record and two postseason appearances while serving in the, in the head role for two seasons. Our guest was named head basketball coach of the Howard University Bison Women in 2015, where her success continues, including a 2022 MEAC tournament title. Welcome to the urban sports scene, finally. <laughs> head coach of hey, the real HU, Todd Grace. Welcome to the show, coach. What's up? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't do that, though. I, I, I've been trying. <laughs> man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here finally, though. But I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys have me on. I appreciate it. I'm glad we finally make it. It's, it's worth it. Put it that way. It's worth it. We're glad to have you. We're excited about this. We've been we wanted this to happen. So I'm glad right. we, we we're glad it. to finally have you. Be honest with you. Yes. Yes. All right. So <laughs> usually we start these questions off with like a homecoming. Que- we start these segments off with like a homecoming question. Mm-hmm. You went to New Haven. How is that compared to <laughs> how is New Haven's? Um, homecoming compared to like a Howard homecoming. <laughs> Don't do my mom like that. because <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna be real. Like I, it's it's not the same, but I love my blue and gold. I I believe blue and gold, and I believe blue uh from a Howard perspective. But it, it's a it's a different animal. It's a different element. You know, every everybody's homecoming is special, but Howard yeah. is something that is actually out of this world. I mean, I I came to Howard homecoming. And I did not even attend when I was younger. So um, <laughs> that kind of tells you you know, the kind of feel it has. So um, I don't want to compare the two, you know, but I will say that um, Howard might have to win that one out. I got you. I got you. So how was like your first experience like doing like doing a homecoming? As a, um, say, regardless, like as a, a, as a coach I mean, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. I mean, the, I, the biggest thing from biggest fear for me was worried about how my players were going to be in practice. I was the first coach like, hey, you know, don't do nothing too crazy. Got We got practice tomorrow. I was trying to have practice. Let's just say I don't have practice at the day after homecoming anymore. <laughs> that was my last <laughs> having practice the next day. <laughs> that kind of solidified not doing that. But it was a great atmosphere. I mean, just having everybody on the yard. And um, we had people coming to practices. We have our open practices and everything in the football game. And um, it's just a really, really good vibe. I, I, I really enjoy homecoming. So coming from like New York and, and now being in basically in a DMV, like how has that transition been for you? Um, it, it hasn't been bad. Like it's uh-huh. I I know the East Coast. Like I travel the East Coast. I recruited this area when I was in New York. Um, so I know the area a little bit. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad transition. It was a good transition. I, I felt like I kind of fit right into things, and um, I had relationships and, and such down here. So it 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 worked out really good. So I'd say it was a really good transition. Okay, cool. So obviously you had such a decorated, you know, career in New Haven as a, as a player. You were, you know, you were inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, you you coached there. What made you want to leave your alma mater for HU, for the HU? I know. Believe oh. me, I've almost got beat up for it. I know. I get watch it. out! Watch <laughs> out! <laughs> I get it. Um, it wasn't even more so that I wanted to leave. I could have stayed at my alma mater, as you might know. Like they, they wanted me to stay there, and uh-huh. um, I had an opportunity to stay. And you know, I had a lot of discussion with my AB before I left. Um, I, th- I think it was just more of me challenging myself, you know, as a coach, as an individual, and, um, you know, just taking that next step in my career. 
Um, I saw so many great things um, being at New Haven and, you know, just knowing what I could offer. And I felt like I had given a lot, you know, as a player, like you mentioned, and then being a coach to be able to have that much success so fast, you know, maybe surprise a lot of people, but I had poured so much into it. It was where, you know, I kind of grew as a young woman and, you know, learned who I was as a person and a player. So um, coming to Howard, it wasn't easy leaving. Um, It wasn't like a decision. I was just like, oh, I'm going. Um, But it, it definitely was something that, hey, this is the next step for me. This is you know, this will be a great challenge to kind of see really where I am in my career and to be able to coach. I had been a head coach at every level except D1. And so that was my opportunity to do that. So that was some of the reasons why. Well, you've been very successful since coming to Howard um, in, two, mm-hmm. in 2015. Your record in the MEAC is 62 and 44. Um, what has been the key to your success? Um, A lot of hard work, a lot of patience, um, getting the right players. You know, we had to kind of find the right players that wanted to be good students and good basketball players. Sometimes you have one or the other. And I think, you know, being a student at Howard, yes, there is so diverse that you have to find um, players and kids and student athletes that kind of fit in that environment where, you know, it's all inclusive and they're able to like save the world, <laughs> you know, go, you know, go do speeches at the Capitol and be able to do everything and then be an elite athlete and be a great student. So we just went out. I got my staff to really kind of hone into that. And we found some, you know, really good players that kind of fit all of that and embody those things. And we've been able to have six success. So I'm really happy about that. I want to ask if you knew about the history of Howard University and, and the ladies, because when I was in school, Molina and I were there and our alma mater, which we already talk about that all the time, University of Maryland, Eastern Shore, you know, good luck against them. I, I'm rooting for them, but I, hey, we appreciate you for coming on. Anyway, we could not be Howard back then. Could not be <laughs> Howard. And one time, my senior year, we finally got them. But over that span, like, I mean, going back to the 80s, they won MEAC titles on a regular basis. It's just been a winning program. Did you know that? And were you aware of that coming into the job? Um, I did. I mean, I was very aware of uh, Coach Tyler. Um, you know, she mm. had, she's a legendary coach in the game. Um, and just they were playing the likes of like Tennessee and Oh, they were bringing people like that to the burn. I learned that from Ed Hill. I know you guys know uh, Ed Hill. He's the former sports information director at Howard. I kind of learned those things later on, but I knew that they had a tradition of winning um, uh, Kathy Parsons and a friend of mine, Nikki Reed, who's the uh, associate head coach at Georgetown. She was the head coach prior to that too. So I was a friend of her. So I followed Howard basketball. And so I knew like, you know, them, the battles between them and Hampton and them just kind of making that stretch into me like every year, just kind of dominating um, so, yes, I was familiar with it. And I was like, mm. OK, this is something that you can do here. That was another reason why taking the job at Howard. I, if there was no other HBCU, it was going to be Howard because I knew that the ability to, to win and have success and be a global brand was going to be, you know, something that I could use to kind of help with that. So, yes, very familiar. Very familiar. Mm. So you also, you, you, as you know, we have a rich history in terms of ballers in the DMV. Um, mm-hmm. So how how much of a focus is your recruiting here in the DMV? Um, we, we have a great focus here. I mean, we, we love to keep a lot of the kids home. I have four kids on my roster right now from the DMV, two kids from, um, Oxen Hill, Flowers, uh, from National Christian, Kaya Creek, Ayanna Warren, Kaniya Harris, and Anaya Wilson. So we've made it a, a point, um, of emphasis to make sure that we try to have kids on our roster every year from the DMV. Um, obviously some of them decide to leave and that's great. I want kids to be happy. You never want them to, you know, make decisions based off what other people want, but, I, I want I want to keep the, the homegrown kids. I want to make sure that, you know, we're getting the best kid because um, people tend to think that we don't want to take the get the best athletes. No, we want the best athletes. We don't want <laughs> we want the best like everybody else. So. Um, so, yeah, we're going to keep trying to do that. And hopefully, you know, players will believe in us and, and see the growth and see the success and, and know that they can come and compete and be an All-American, be an All-MEAC player, you know, those kind of things and even go to the next level. So. Well, speaking of like going to the next level or playing, you know, playing at high level last season, the Bison won their first MEAC tournament uh, t- title since 2001, securing a ticket to the NCAA tournament. Plus, your team won the first NCAA tournament game in school history. How was that experience? I mean, every time I get that, I get like a little chill. Like it, it was great. Like it's, it's just one of those memories that will I will never, ever forget. I will cherish forever. It was, um, you know, just to be able to see 
our players be on that kind of platform and be able to, you know, display their talents. And yes, we won't talk about the last game, but, you know, just to be in that atmosphere and just to be um, a part of that and just to be on that stage with something that they'll never forget, like the experience I'll never forget. So it was great. It was amazing. Um, every, people treated us great. It was just, it was, it was really, really good. Okay, not one, one bad thing to say about that experience. Do, do, do you like look back and say to yourself, I, I, was, I was at New Haven, coaching New Haven. <laughs> like you said, you weren't coaching in division, you know, division one, you had to test yourself and you were, you were now able to win an NCAA tournament, tournament game. Like really think about that. That's like real dope. When you go back and think about that. It, it is. It is. I, you know, I don't really talk about that a lot. People ask me a lot of that question, but it is something that I'm very proud of. Like I take a lot of pride, a lot of pride in that. And, you know, even being in New Haven, we went to the NCAA tournament, you know, those two years and it was a big deal. Like the, those kind of accomplishments are really big deals. And I'm glad that I'm able to be a part of it. And it's dope. Like to be able to say that I did that, not a lot of people, coaches in their lifetime will ever say they've ever been to a tournament or even won a game in a tournament. So to be able to do both in the same year was like, all right, cut the check. Somebody cut a check. <laughs> so, so bigger than basketball, though, the overall culture at Howard, I asked Coach Blakeney, what was his response when whatever you want to call him, did he love? What does he call himself now? You know what I'm talking about? No, when, he, when, he, when he dropped that donation, what was your just your initial reaction? Because you're, you're part of that. Right, right. No, I needed Diddy to say what he said. To Dion, I needed he to him to say that to Ty Grace. He, I need him to say, Ty Grace, I'm <laughs> dropping this million on Howard Women's Basketball. Oh, I know that's right. He left the generic uh, Howard University, so we all gonna split that. But it's all love. Long as it's <laughs> university, I'm not mad. Hopefully, I'll see two dollars of it, three dollars, whatever. We all get to, uh, you know, get a little piece of the pie. I won't be greedy. So I, I was, I was just to be able to see our name so frequently talked about mm-hmm. on TV, on these shows. And um, it's just great to see. It's just great exposure. So I, I was happy just to be mentioned, even if I don't, we don't get to see a little bit of it. <laughs> and you deserve, you deserve, you deserve every piece of it. So, all mm-hmm. right, you have it. You all haven't entered conference play yet, but um, what, but what is the key for you all to repeat as MEAC champions? And also, who are some of the players that you will have to rely on to get you to get to, to achieve that goal? Um, so we start me at tomorrow. We tomorrow, start yeah. Delaware State. Yep. Tomorrow at two o'clock. Um, so, you know, we got plagued this season with some injuries early on and we still are. Um, so that's that's one of the biggest things. Staying healthy is it's been hard. It's it's not just unique with Howard. It's every team wants to stay healthy. You want to make sure, you, you know, your, your players are. Oh, well, so that's one of the things that we're trying to work towards. Like, we got to get back healthy. We haven't had the same starters um, maybe for the past six games. We've been kind of rotating we an ankle injury here, concussion. So it's been a mm. lot of different things. So I'm hoping that will start to come back together. And then, you know, we have to take care of the basketball. Like, that's that was one of our Achilles heel. Even though we won as much as we did last year, we didn't do a great job, you know, valuing the basketball. And we're doing a better job this year. And then the rebounding. You know, I talked to my team about like we have to, you know, attack the glass in a way that we're, you know, we're on the other side of it at the end of games. And, you know, some of the important people that you asked about, Destiny Howell, she's been having a phenomenal season. She just had another career high um, last week against VCU with 35 points. Um, Kanaya Harris had 13 assists, another DMV native from Flowers High School. She's been our general right now. Our, our starting point guard, Ayanna Warren from Oxen Hill, has been um, plagued with injury, with ankle injury. Um, so she's been out. Um, and then Brooklyn Fort Davis, one of our forwards, um, just having, she had last last year a great stretch as the end, end into that MEAC tournament. So her, Crystalyn Marsh, and then I'm just hoping that, the, you know, my bench steps up. Um, especially in these times that we're played with the injuries, I'm hoping that they can step into their role and really excel and go beyond where they, you know, they've been um, to kind of help us win. So I'm hoping that that's going to start to change a little bit. Well, well, before you get to the last question, I want to ask you, because I, I saw a quote of yours some time ago, like, man, I didn't coach against UConn. So when you enter like conference, play, are you like, whatever, it's the me, we got this. No, <laughs> I was kind of thinking that myself. I didn't, didn't want to say it either. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't have that mentality. Man, I tell my team any given night, somebody's going to come for your head. Like if you're not ready to play and compete, like you can go down. I don't care who you are from top to bottom. And then when it's like the me, we have some really good players and coaches. So I don't take any of those games for granted. 
Um, you know, I want my team, you know, to dominate. I want us to be on top, but I also say, don't sleep on anyone. We, you better become ready to play every single day, every single night. You better have the scout ready, your A game ready. Um, cause you can get beat, you know, it's just that simple. I told them they were, they are the hunted now. It's nice to be regarded as a team to beat, but yes, that is, that's even more. They, they want to take you down. That might make their whole season. And so, you know, we got to be ready. So, no, I don't. I'm I'm very humble. I'm very humble. All right. <laughs> Look, Ray, if I had a 62-44 record against the MIAC teams, I don't know how humble I, I would be, though. I, I, I think that was when you were at New Haven. Though. You was like, I didn't, I didn't coach against bigger squads. Like, I ain't, I ain't, I'm good. You That's, know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was, that was the old Big East when I was at Seattle. <laughs> UConn, Maya Moore. We, Syracuse was in the – Notre Dame was in the Big East. So I was Every night, it, you didn't get a break. It was like, my goodness. It, so you coached against Scarlett, and that's Wole's Yes. Like, like yeah. lifelong crush, yeah. She was, yeah, th- she was tough in college. Yeah, that's true. Thank She's you. married now. He's a killer. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Believe me, I, I, had, I had to get over a while ago. I had to. Yeah. They had Caleb, Caleb McBride on that team. No, she was yes, a baller. One just scholar. That, them team was good. Studs all across the board. Mm-hmm. Like say sub somebody sub, then you still you couldn't take a break. The roster was. Um, oh, it was crazy. Look, man, I appreciate you, Ray, for putting me on blast. I appreciate you. I'm you sorry. Skyler. I still love you, Skyler. I was Skyler, a fan, too. I'm on the bench. Why? I'm a fan and a coach. I'm like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in the WNBA now, it's like I'm coaching against them. It's, it's pretty amazing. Proud, cool. of, proud of all these young ladies. Oh, yeah. I didn't even mention, like, th- that experience of a coaching, um, what was that? The HP, Ray, what was that again? With What's that? Uh, NBA Combine? Yeah, NBA Combine. How mm-hmm. was that experience? Yeah. That was great. I mean, I, that's probably the hardest I've actually worked like in a practice setting. <laughs> I, my arms were sore from all the passing I was doing. Like we were really engaged with these players. Like we really got to have really up close, personal conversations, working with them. It was it was a really, really good time just to see these young men trying to pursue their dreams and, you know, all the work and, you know, talking to the agents, wondering if they're going to come back for the next half and, you know, watching them run the shuttle runs and the jump. It was, it was great. I had a great experience and to be able to coach them, you know, at that level, because, you know, sometimes there's a disparity about, you know, who can coach who and who can do what and stuff. So um, it was great. I was just thankful for experience and to meet those young men and, and the other coaches that were involved. It was really cool. Look what Howard brought Look how much stuff you got you got you got you got, you got to do like you in a tournament you want a tournament game NBA yeah. combine like how it has been has been swell for you <laughs> it has it has I must say I'm very thankful for the opportunity to be here at Howard I don't I don't know that this would be happening at any other uh school um so I'm thankful to be here and um I'm thankful for the players that came and played for me and um my ad everyone it it, it it has been it has its challenges so i don't want to act like the grass is all greeny, greeny greeny i'm not gonna do that but nah. um for the most part we've made the best out of what we've had and and try to put howard on the best platform to you know hopefully get more young black females to come play and um you know get their pursue their degrees and yeah i'm really i'm really proud of it well howard's lucky to, lucky to have you too as well so Thanks. um you're welcome you're welcome so what does coaching at the HBCU mean to you? Um, it means everything. I didn't have that opportunity. Obviously, you know, I went to a PWI I, um, because it was the opportunity that I was given to be able to go and, and play and not pay for school. I, you know, I couldn't afford to pay for school. I was going to do it, figure out how I could, and that was the way. Um, but to be able to be at Howard, um, you know, it gives you another sense of self, right? You get to see the people that, you know, saying you – you know, and that are doing the things that you're doing that believe in you, you don't have to prove anything. You already come in as a special person. Um, And so for me, that, that was just, that was just great. And so I can, I want to continue to keep that, you know what I'm saying? To continue to um, pour into young black women and men, because even though how is 70% women, there are Mm. men as you, <laughs> they're probably happy about that, but, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just great. It's just great being around so much black excellence. Like we got rose scholars. Like you should. These kids are so bright. Like they're so intelligent. They're all doing different things from the people in the band to the science department, the the dental school, the hospital. 
Like it, you just meet so many phenomenal people in that environment. And to be able to be a part of that is something special to be with your own. It means something, you know, people can say whatever they want, but to be around people that look like you, um, you know, representation, as they always say, is extremely important. And um, hopefully people will continue to believe in that and support HBCUs and be a part of that, that culture. Well, this has been awesome. Coach Grace, we appreciate you being on. I mean, I'm glad we finally got this to happen. Is there anything you would like to add before we let you go? Um, I appreciate you guys for having me. I know it, it took a little minute, but I'm glad that I was able to get on. And I hope people continue to support us, support Howard Women's Basketball, support HBCUs. Come see us play. We play tomorrow, 2 o'clock, Delaware State. The full schedule is on HU, uh, hubison.com. And, you know, continue to support us. And thank you for you guys having this platform. Appreciate y'all. I need a spot on the green lot, man. Then I'm there every time y'all play, man. I need a reserve <laughs> space. You. You you have it's, rough, it's rough out here. I've been there a few times. Derek, no, even though you know he in the background right now, but I, I, I will be there to see you in person, no doubt. For real. And I will look forward to it. Please let me know when you're coming. You can have my spot. I, they give me a ticket, <laughs> whatever it is. Oh my gosh, she's so nice, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks. Y'all are great. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Right, you're welcome. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely.